about 16, every day I would help my little sisters get ready for school and I would bring them home in the afternoon. And there was one morning in particular, I remember it very clearly, my little sister was playing in the basement and I said, Chloe, come on, it's time to go to school. And so she just ran up really quickly, grabbed her backpack and we went out the door. And then we came home in the afternoon and she immediately went to her guinea pig's cage. She always would play with him after school. She went to that cage and I just heard a scream. And she said, Cece, Cece, Vinny, Vinny was the name of her guinea pig. She said, Vinny is gone. My heart just sank. I wasn't sure what to do. My dad was at work. We looked in the closet. We looked all over the house and we couldn't find him. I was like, could this guinea pig really escape from this house? I was just really, really shocked. And then I remembered that before we had gone to school in the morning, she had been playing in the basement. So I went down into the basement right where she had left him. Vinny was sitting in a little play stroller that she had put him in while they were playing in the morning. Vinny was, he was totally fine. Chloe's the youngest of three girls. I'm the oldest, she's the youngest. And what's funny about that story about how we kind of lost Vinny for a little while because he was so quiet and he was very obedient. He just stayed right where she put him. But we actually would lose Chloe too quite a bit when she was little because she was quiet. My sister Sophia and I, we were just louder and she would be playing by herself or she would just be sleeping somewhere and we would occasionally forget her. We always found her. Don't worry, Chloe. We love you. That's just part of being a child is that you're vulnerable to being lost. This is the Christmas season right now when I'm recording this. And I think it's easy to say, okay, but Mary never would have lost Jesus, right? Like surely an angel came to you. You know that you are the mother of God incarnate. You would keep a very close eye on him, right? You would make sure that you would never lose him, except that she did. Remember, Jesus was lost for three days as a child. And in fact, when his parents found him in the temple, his response was literally, why were you worried? Kids are funny, aren't they? I'm Cecilia Ciccone, and Jesus loves you, this I know, because he became a baby. To be a child is to be inherently vulnerable. From the moment a child is conceived in the womb, he or she is completely dependent on the mother. They have no ability, no possibility to care for themselves. They can only trust. And that's exactly what Jesus did when he became a human in the womb of Mary. He became totally physically dependent on her. And it seems to me that for most of our lives, we're trying to run away from this vulnerability. There's lots of theories as to why. I think probably the most reasonable is that all of us experienced that trust being broken to a certain extent when we were children. Maybe it was a death or a divorce, maybe a parent not keeping a promise, or a teacher who didn't intervene in some situation. Whatever it is, that vulnerability, we learned that you cannot trust everybody. Maybe we even learned that we can't be dependent on the people who we should be able to depend on. And so somewhere along the line, we decided that it would just be better to fend for ourselves. We said, you know what? If I can't trust everybody, I'm going to trust nobody or I'm only going to trust these two specific people and I am only going to depend on myself. This seems to be especially true in the West, where we perceive needing something from other people as being a sign of weakness. And I know that I may just be reading my own psychology into this, don't worry, I'm very aware of that. But I don't think that I'm alone. 
because it can be really uncomfortable to think about our own vulnerability and then to think about how vulnerable God was in Jesus Christ. This reality that he was totally dependent in the womb of Mary and God could have been aborted. And then he was born and Mary had to change God's diaper and feed him. It's easy to imagine Jesus running around and playing and getting a skinned knee as, as a kid. When he was working in the carpentry shop, he probably got splinters and would run to Joseph and say, can you please take this out? In becoming human, Jesus, meaning God himself, became dependent on others in his humanity. At least for me, this makes me super, super uncomfortable. Because I think of the song that actually this podcast is named after. The words of the song... When I'm weak, he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so, right? He's weak. No, he's not weak. I'm weak. He's strong. That's the dynamic that we have going here. So what happens when God appears to show his weakness by becoming dependent on others? Where does that put me? We can't both be weak. What do I do in that situation when my God, my Savior, my Redeemer, the very one who is supposed to deliver me from all evil and pain, everything that weighs me down, he needed to have his diaper changed. That's uncomfortable. And in fact, throughout history, this has been the center of many heresies because it seems impossible. It seems totally unbecoming of God that he would do this, that he would become a baby, that he would become vulnerable and dependent in this way. And so people have come to try to find explanations to why this was not the case. But when we look in the Bible and the tradition that's been handed down to us through the church, it seems pretty obvious that, yeah, God became a human. God became a baby in Jesus Christ. It seems impossible, but he prepared for that. In fact, the angels said that nothing will be impossible for God. But why would he do this? It makes no sense. Because all of our lives, we are striving to become like God in a good way. We're striving to become immortal, to become all-powerful, to not need anything, to have everything fulfilled. And yet he had all of this and let it go. To be born in a stable, surrounded by animals, and ultimately to die. Why did he do this? Friends, God became a baby in Jesus Christ and embraced human vulnerability because he loves you. There is no other reason. God became a baby because he loves you so much and he wanted to remind you that he loves you just as you are. That being human is good because that's how he made you. He made you human. And so the needs that you have, they're not bad. They're good. They come from him. That's how he himself was able to experience it. If God had his diaper changed, if God was cared for by his family and friends, then you can be too. And in fact, not only is it okay for you to receive help, it is good. God has made being dependent, being dependent first and above all on him, but also being dependent on others as he showed us in becoming a baby. God has made that holy. Sometimes our human needs can feel like a burden on others. It can feel like we're just weighing other people down, especially when we're sick, when we're hurting. But in this case, it can be helpful to look at Jesus. Because you see, Jesus himself had needs. He became a baby. He became human. But he could not have possibly been a burden. He was the one through whom the entire universe was created. And the very reason that he had needs was so that all of humanity could be fulfilled. 
His needs were not burdensome. In fact, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened. What he carried, his needs, they were light. They were real. They existed. But they were for the sake of bringing about God's will. And so we all have needs that are good, that exist, that God works through. First of all, to make us holy, to realize that we are dependent on him, that he loves us, to trust in his providence, which we talked about in episodes before. But also, when we're open and vulnerable about our own needs, we give others the opportunity to love. That's not a burden. That's a real privilege. Jesus needed others to love him when he was a baby and when he was an adult too, because he continued to have these human needs and emotions. He needed others. That's not a bad thing. Jesus became a baby. He became human because you are not a burden and he loves you. And even back in the time of Jesus, children were actually not super respected. I was reading a commentary about one of the scenes in the gospel when Jesus puts a child in the midst of his disciples and said, if you wish to inherit the kingdom of heaven, you must become like this child. And in this commentary, it was talking about how radical that was because children were seen as like below slaves. They had nothing to offer to the society. They were just kind of there sucking up resources, right? And Jesus said, we need to become like that child. We need to be willing to absorb all of the love that God is giving us to suck up those resources of grace, so to speak, so that he can work through us. And so this dependence, this childlike trust, first of all on God and on others as well, is becoming like Christ. So let's take this a little bit further. Okay, I talk a lot about how easy it is for us to think that we're the exception to God's love. And it's true. If you're a parent or just if you're in a family, you look at others and you say, it's so obvious that God loves you. But I know what's really on my heart. I know what's really going on in here. And it can be easy to say, I don't know if God loves me. He does. That's the whole point of this podcast. He absolutely does. But we can also see others, maybe not everybody, but some specific people. We can see them and think that they might be the exception to God's love. We might not think that overtly. We might not say, I don't think God loves you. But we can treat them as though he doesn't. And I'm thinking especially of people who we may disagree with politically, thinking about people who are addicts or alcoholics. I know every single day I pass several panhandlers. They're the same people that I see day in, day out. And there's lots of people in our lives who are just generally difficult to get along with. There is this reality that we have human needs. We all have them. We need food and clothing, yes. But we also need love and relationships. We have physical, spiritual, emotional needs. And it's rare that you actually find someone who has all of these needs that are met. And especially right now, as we're social distancing, I would venture to say that none of us actually has all of these needs met. When these human needs aren't met, we have two options, generally speaking, to try to to live with those needs, to try to live with our human reality. The first is that we can try to satisfy them ourselves. We can try to fulfill the needs. Instead of becoming dependent on other people or dependent on God, we can say, you know what, I'll just take this problem into my own hands and I know that I can depend on myself. And this is when we can get ourselves into trouble. 
because what we really need may be psychological healing, but we turn to alcohol or food. What we may really need is love, but we turn to porn. What we really need may be friendship, but we surround ourselves in social media all day, never actually interacting with the people in our lives. What we really need might be safety. What we really need may be safety. And so we advocate for politicians who we believe will bring that about while overlooking some of maybe their harmful policy. What we may really need is relief from pain. And so we turn to self-harm. And all right, that was really, really heavy. And I tend to try to keep it a little bit lighter on the podcast because God's love is so good. But God's love meets us in these heavy places. Because you can see how when human needs aren't met, it's so easy to want to fix them, to want to fulfill them ourselves when we really can't. And then that just leads us deeper into trouble. Or another option is in our need, in this experience that there's no possible way that I can fulfill my own needs. So maybe we've tried those other things. We've tried alcohol or porn or social media or self-harm, whatever it could be. We've tried them and say, you know what? I can't fix this problem myself, but God can. And so we turn to him. And when we turn to God to satisfy our needs, we accept the fact that it might be more difficult than we wanted, or our needs might need to be satisfied in a way that we hadn't thought about. And this creates a tension. This reality that we have needs that we can't fulfill ourselves. Don't get depressed. No, we have these needs that we can't fulfill ourselves because God ultimately is the one who fulfills them. In becoming a baby, Jesus showed us that it is okay to hold this tension that comes along with being human. We don't need to take care of them ourselves. We can be in this place of need. We can hold this tension and turn to God and ask him to fill it. We embrace the vulnerability that comes with being human. That's what Jesus did. And Jesus embraced the vulnerability that came with being human, and he was crucified, right? We are vulnerable, and it's real, and it's not always pretty. But he was raised on the third day. And so as we lean into that vulnerability, we learn to trust God, even when it seems impossible. There is a real freedom in recognizing that ultimately, everything does not depend on us. It can be scary, right? Because if everything depended on us, we would have more control. But it doesn't. That's just not the reality. And so when we can embrace this fact that everything doesn't depend on us, we can move beyond the fear to the freedom of knowing that God loves us and everything depends on him and he will take care of it. Jesus became a child because he loves you. He loves you just as you are. He loves your vulnerability and your childlike dependence on God, our loving Father. He loves you because you bear the image of God himself, and he never wants you to forget it. I often share on the podcast that I need this message just as much as anyone else, and that is especially true for this episode. This episode has really come out of a place of prayer where I've been for the past several weeks, especially spiritually entering into the Christmas season is that it is really uncomfortable to depend totally on God. It's terrifying because I want to know that everything will be okay because I'm the one who's going to bring that about. And this takes place professionally for me. This takes place personally. This takes place with my health. But there has been a real freedom in looking at Jesus and that manger and seeing him as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That there he is, 
coming to be right here with us in that vulnerability. And I think about how like right now the place where I find myself, I actually wrote about it a few weeks ago and and it's something that's been on my heart as I was praying about it. I don't really want to be where I am right now. I don't want to be where I am right now professionally. I don't want to be where I am right now in my living situation. I don't want to be where I am right now just in my life path in general. And looking at that manger and realizing that Jesus has come to be right where I am, that he has chosen to come here freely when I'm here kind of not freely. (laughs) I'm here because this is where he has put me. Because Jesus has come to be here freely, I know that where I am right now is good. And so it's my prayer that wherever you find yourself right now, you will know by looking at Jesus in the manger that he is where you are. This week's scripture passage is one of my favorites. Again, it's a little bit short, but it's from the second letter to the Corinthians chapter 12. St. Paul says, To keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with my weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our saint of the week this week is St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower. St. Therese is a very popular saint in the church. She was a young saint. She died when she was 24 years old. She struggled as a child. She had that experience of not being able to trust people, of not being able to trust her family. And then she entered the convent and she was extremely sickly. So she was incredibly dependent in every possible way. But instead of trying to prove herself strong, prove herself to be bigger, she really leaned into her dependence. She leaned into her dependence on others, which was just a fact of her human existence because she was physically sick, but she especially leaned into her total dependence on God. She realized that the fact that she was dependent on others was just this earthly manifestation of the fact that we are all totally dependent on God. And in fact, her religious name was Sister Therese of the Child Jesus. She really embraced Jesus as a child, and that was her own personal spirituality. She's best known for her spiritual approach, which is called the little way. I love this description of it, which is where she's saying, if you're at the bottom of a big set of stairs and you're like a child, and so you can imagine, you know, maybe a child that's not even big enough to make it up the first set of stairs and you're struggling and you're trying to get up and, and that's what we are in this life. We're, we're struggling, we're trying to do it all on our own, and it's quite impossible for that child physically to get up that next step. But what if someone came and picked up that child and carried them up? Then they could make it, and that's God. God is here wanting to pick us up and carry us up those steps. 
sometimes we do things in our lives where we try to push him away and say, no, 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 I can do this on my own. But it's only when we finally let him pick us up that we can get to the top of those stairs. As we venture to become more dependent on God, we say, St. Therese, pray for us. For this week's Love Tap, uh, we celebrated Christmas this past week. And I've been doing quite a little bit of traveling, just road trips to get away, to work on a few projects that I've been doing and, and take care of my mental health. And I've been doing it alone. And it's been this great experience of exactly what we're talking about on this podcast. A great experience of trying to be independent, of trying to fix my own problems. Before I leave, I always text my family and say, hey, this is where I'll be. This is how long I think I'll be gone. And my family usually just says, okay, you know, be safe. This past Christmas, I was opening up my stocking from my dad. And inside, there was a AAA membership because I didn't have AAA. I just never thought about it. He knew I didn't have it because he had asked me. I thought about the fact that when I go on these trips, I just go. I don't think much about them. I I think about where I'm going to stay. I think about a place where I can be safe, but I don't think much about it. I don't think about getting a flat tire or what would happen if I locked my keys in the car or if my battery died. I don't think about those things, but my dad did. Still at 25 years old, he is looking out for me. He is taking care of me because as a human, I have needs and he is helping me to meet those. So that is my love tab. That is one way that God is reminding me that he loves me, that he wants to take care of me, was through my own earthly father this past week. All right, let's pray. And this prayer is a prayer of surrender that I found online is similar to one that I've prayed that I actually couldn't find, but it's incredibly beautiful. And this is recognizing that we can entrust all that we are, all that we experience, we can give it over to God and he will fill us. All right, so let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, my Father, I thank you for all that you are, and all that you do for me through your Son, Jesus Christ. I praise you for my life, for your mercy, and for your Eucharist. In Jesus' name, Father, I place myself entirely in your heart. I surrender to you my whole self, my heart, my mind, my memory, my imagination, my will, my emotions, my passions, my body, my sexuality, my desire for human approval, my weaknesses, my desires, my sins. I surrender every person in my life to you. I surrender every situation in my life to you. I surrender every relationship I am in to you. I surrender every concern I have to you. I surrender every fear I have to you. I surrender every doubt I have to you. I surrender all confusion I have to you. I surrender all sadness I am experiencing in my heart to you. I surrender all my wounds to you. I surrender all anxiety and worry I have to you. I surrender all that deceives me in my heart to you. I trust you to care for me and others in a perfectly loving way. As I have emptied myself and surrendered everything to you, I ask you now, Father, to fill me with your Holy Spirit and all the gifts and fruits of your Spirit. Holy Father, you are the source of love 
hope, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, tenderness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. Purify my desires. Help me to open my heart to you. Help me to become perfectly receptive as a pure child. Help me to believe in your love for me. Help me to hope in your love. Help me to receive from the most sacred heart of Jesus all grace and virtues necessary for me to become the person you created me to be. I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, God Almighty Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been Jesus Loves You, This I Know, a podcast on God's love. I am Cecilia Ciccone, and I would love to connect with you on social media, where my handle is at CEC squared. Also, recently, there have been some developments with the podcast and expanding. Currently working on getting a website up, which is really exciting. Uh, Transcription of episodes is thoroughly underway. And with the regular podcast hosting costs, if the Holy Spirit is moving in your heart and inviting you to help cover some of these costs, I would be most grateful. You can donate by Venmo to at CEC underscore squared. And I hope to have PayPal coming soon, too. All right, that's it for this episode. Until next time, we'll be united in prayer. And remember, Jesus loves you, this I know, because, well, because of everything.